Good morning, I'm Simon Clark from American Lithium. I've just been at the one-to-one -one conference in London and great opportunity to catch up with Matt. It is. Welcome home to your, your homeland. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> the, the roots. It's roots. doing so well right now. You're right, you're right. I think I might follow you and leave myself. But anyway, yeah, no. you, as you said, you're over here at the conference, one-to-one -one, uh, conference, meeting what sort of investors? Um, mainly, I, I'd say there's a lot of strategic interest. Um, you know, I'd say right now in, in the lithium markets, yeah. really more on the strategic side, a lot of family office okay. representatives there Good. as well. Good. Families looking to get positioned in the sector. I think, you know, they see what's happening in the world. They see what's happening with the sector and, you know, it's mm. now come down from the main institutions to family offices and, and right. other investors who all recognize that this is probably one of the sectors to be in going forward. So the, you're talking about the lithium there, but you've got this uranium thing. Are they catching on to yeah. that change of narrative? Yeah, the, there's, there's some that are really focused on uranium, mm. um, most like both. Um, and mm. then there are some that are real uranium bugs. So, nice. you know, they see that. Um, obviously, we, you know, I think it's people know that we're going to be doing something with Makasani yeah. in the coming months. Yeah. And, you know, the ability to, to be a part of that um, right. definitely drives some of the meetings. So we, like, we talked last time out when we, when we caught up about mm -hmm. the uranium and the potential of a spin out and yeah. what that would do for your existing shareholders, et cetera. Has that moved along any or is it a case of let's time the market here? There's a little bit of time in the market, but, the, the, but there's also quite a lot of prep work you have to do for it. Tax structuring, mm. you know, structuring in general the actual physical moving concessions, mm. you know, and we've got 168 concessions in Peru, which one's uranium, which one's lithium, yes. you know, there's different fees associated, whether it's metal or non-metal. So there's a process. So we've got ourselves in, in position. Mm. And I, you know, I think, I think, I think we'd be ready to do something on it in the coming months here. Really, right. as you say, it's probably as we move into Christmas, you know, not the time. Um, and but very much looking to time the market somewhat. I mean, you can never be absolutely perfect on that. But I, I, I do sense that every day goes by, there's more and more interest in uranium. Do you, do you feel that that has been factored into your value now or fully factored into your value now? Or is there a bit more to come? No, I don't. I, you know, I mean, if you look at the street, um, our, our average nav, I think of the analysts that cover us about 2.3 billion. Right. Um, Where are we at today? But we're about 410 market cap or right, something. Right. So we suffer the biggest discount, I think, of any company in our peer group, which, you know, is probably to do with the large retail base we originally had. Right. Uh, you know, when markets are tough. It's you also know. you've got multiple, um, you know, projects too. Well, so it's, it's a little bit harder to yeah. understand. And I guess the spin out will kind of simplify the message somewhat. Uh, ab absolutely. I mean, it, w it will simplify the message. Um, I would say we get no value for uranium. It's 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 hidden. You know, we have two large lithium projects that we focus on. Yeah. It's not that we don't like the uranium. We really like the uranium, yeah. but clearly putting it in its own vehicle, um, being able to drive ahead. What is? I mean, 125 million pound resource. It's a big resource. It's going to get bigger. What are some of the best OPEX out there in terms, you know, outside of Kazakhstan? Yeah. Uh, and, and lots of milestones on it. So, um, but I, it makes sense 
for it to do it in its own vehicle rather than you know hidden in in our portfolio. Wait, and just remind me, you're looking to set up with its own management team as well. I think that's where we'll go. I mean, we've, yeah. we, 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 we've not formally, you know, um, pulled the trigger on exactly what yeah. we would do. But to, to, to us, I think shareholders will want to um, have the opportunity to participate in the upside. So I think putting it, doing some kind of spin out into a new, you know, into a listed vehicle that then has an independent board. I mean, there will be cross-operational teams, that kind of stuff, because we do the work on it right yeah. now, and you know our operational teams in Peru know the asset better right. than anyone. Right, and I can't imagine Lawrence wanting to let go of his little baby, so it's, no, he, he'll, it's a tough one. He, he, he'll, he'll, he'll want to, you know, he'll probably be on the board or something like that, yeah. but it will be an independent company, an right. independent board. The, the reason I ask is because, you know, seeing a lot of like new entrants into the uranium space, and they're picking up old yep. projects, dusting them down, and hoping to, get some market action going there without yep. necessarily having ever done it but done anything in uranium before lawrence obviously been around the block you know he understands those projects technically and, and, and otherwise um it's important to get the right team mm -hmm. operationally and the right team in terms of the the board because you've got to, you've got they'll need to raise some capital yeah they need to manage that whole process and technically they need to look like they're not just one of these opportunistic jump on the bandwagon type of companies absolutely yeah, no, fully agree. So, you know, we we won't lose the technical knowledge that is there already with the mm. team that we have. Right. There will be, as I say, some cross fertilization. Right. But obviously, we'll bring in some strong independent board members. Yeah, you know, and some strong independent management as well. Right. And the reason I ask that because I'm trying to work out what's the play here. Because if I'm an existing shareholder, I'll get the benefit of that. But mm -hmm. do I hold or do I flip it out? Because that's probably the best it's ever going to be. So. You know, it'll be spun out at a at a at a reasonable valuation. I mean, mm. you know, you don't you have to figure out what that is. You don't mm. want it too high. You trigger tax consequences. Um, True. And if you think about it from a from a a, a um, American lithium shareholder, you don't really care what the value is um, because you're going to get your prorated entitlement. Mm -hmm. And so we'll put it in at a at what I think will be a a really attractive valuation. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think you know once it's trading in its own market, it'll mm. then start to trade more off the off the NPV and the PEA, and obviously the drilling and and restating PAs and the work we do. So mm. I think most people will recognise that um, there's a lot of value creation. I mean, as I say, I think most analysts have it at about 300 million valuation in really? in, in in that 2.3 million nav. But we don't see it. I mean, like you, you, we have a six hundred million dollar nav in the last PEA, and mm -hmm. most uranium developers trade in and around 0.5 times. Yeah. So we don't see any of that value now. Yes, there's the dispute with the 32 concessions that impacts about 30 percent of the overall resource. We're mm -hmm. in we're in Peru. Um, it's 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 not been fully developed yet, so there's a number of discount factors. But I think most people recognise that if you look at it, it's got real fundamentals. It's a big resource, and mm. it's very 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 low asset costs. You know, op cost at seventeen dollars a pound puts it right up there with some of the best projects globally. It, so it definitely does. You, you know, but it's not going to realise that value until it's. In its own vehicle, right? You know, trading. So you go right. through a process there. Um, I, I guess come, come the new year, a few more things will have settled in terms Absolutely. of whether whether it be around the licenses or 
yeah. all the administrative elements that you're going to have to go through. So are we a Q1 is in our heads? Are we thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's very, you know, I think it's at the point now where we've done a lot of the work and, and it makes sense. It doesn't make sense to, 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 to sit around on it. It makes a sense to pull the trigger. Allows a, you know, we, a junior with three big projects, mm. that's a lot to handle. Um, so even just from that perspective, having it in its own vehicle and allowing us to focus on the two yeah, sometimes it's a story. development it's stage, it'll be a lot operation. cleaner as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense for, for everyone concerned there. Uh, okay, so let's, let's, park, let's park that back up. Can I talk about the lithium market? Yeah. Though? Because it's been on a rip. Lithium prices have been on yeah. a rip, I should say. Equities, not so much. And by the way, thank you, Goldman's. Uh, they put yeah. out a report that was counter to what most of the industry players are, are, are thinking. So that's obviously affected equities a little bit, I think, for to thing. Yeah, I mean, I think Ga uh, Goldman is still a very powerful name on Wall Street. Absolutely. I, I have no idea what their rationale or their reasons that are driving it, but they are... They certainly seem to be on, you know, they're, they're in a boat by themselves, if you mm -hmm. like. I mean, I think every other investment bank, every other industry analyst, you know, even I was at the LA um, benchmark conference last week, and I'd say there was a fair amount of consternation when they came out with that. I mean, you're talking about a conference where the headline number was, if we're going to get to net zero in the world, you're going to need an installed base of lithium-ion batteries of 300 terawatt hours. I think today we're at 600 gigawatt hours. Wow. So you're going to need to ramp up by the end of this decade to 20 terawatt hours of lithium-ion batteries going into the world every year. So that, that, that's staggering numbers. And... Yeah. Even for next year, the you know most analysts are saying we're going to need a, a million tons of lithium carbonate equivalent. You know, this year, what are we at? Four or five hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, and you just being able to scale up that quickly and bring on production that quickly. I mean, no one but Goldman seems to be thinking that that's doable in those timelines. So, mm. I mean, the other big message that I took from that conference is you've got all of the big auto manufacturers there, you've got all the OEMs, they're now very much looking more and more going upstream, mm. you know, and they're not talking about demand destruction, they're talking about demand deferral, because they're saying they've all bet the farm on electric vehicles, yep. so they can't go back. Yep. So they, you know, if they can't get the cars out in time, that demand's not gonna go away, it's just gonna get pushed out. Yep. And I think you're starting to see that already, so. I, I think there's a wave of demand coming, and yeah, there's. I mean, there's definitely some supply coming on, but it always takes longer, always costs more. It, yeah, I, I, I find it sort of ex extraordinary. That's a, how many? Sorry, how many? How many terawatts? Thirty. Three hundred. Three hundred. Oh my. Right. That's the. That'll be the installed base by yeah, 2050 yeah, yeah. to get to net zero. I, I kind of, that's overwhelming. It feels like overwhelming because like when I sort of sit and talk to companies about how long projects take to what? Make a discovery through to production and all the kind of technical, especially with lithium, it's like all the technical machinations there. It's, you can't shortcut that process. Does it, it doesn't feel doable. Well, I, 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 I think you can with the right steps. And I think, in, you know, you, there's now finally talk in the US of, short-circuiting permitting. Okay. Um, it, well, you know, well, I mean, well, you take our projects, Falchani. 
if it wasn't for um, if it wasn't for COVID, you know, and some government changes recently that have slowed things on the ground, mm. that project should be well through feasibility. It's got lots of drill control. It's got masses of met work. Mm. Um, and, you know, we've got a healthy balance sheet so we can move it forward as quickly as we can. But it's one that if you, you know, if you threw money at it and, um, you know, you, you had all the all the governmental pieces in place as well, mm. you could definitely fast track that. I, you know, I, whether you'd, I think you could go to a permit, uh, sorry, a pilot and then straight into bankable feasibility. So I think there are projects that can be fast tracked. I mean, mm. the US, it's well known that the current permitting system, it's, it's, it's not necessarily that it's bad, it's just that it's very linear. Yeah. You, you know, if you look at Australia and parts of the, some of the jurisdictions in Canada, they've got yeah. very strong mining codes, they protect the environment, but it's way more efficient and way faster. Right. And um, so I, I think there are things we can do, Matt. I recognize that you still have to prove it. You have to find a deposit, you have to prove you can exactly. extract economically, yeah. you then have to, you know, show that, that it is a feasible project yeah. and then raise your, fat, your capital and build a mine. So you can only short circuit that to, to some extent, but I do think there are steps you can do. We've talked a little bit about valuation, certainly on the Uranium side of things. Do you feel that actually this, this is a sort of slight reset in the market has, has been a sort of interesting few months for most companies. Do you think it's actually probably done you a bit of a favor in the sense that because you're going to, your expectation was, Big lithium prices were ripping. You were a billion dollar company yeah. at one point, right? And it did it feel like the market was slightly getting ahead of itself. And that's that's it can be a good thing if you're raising capital. Yeah. But it can also be a weight on your shoulders because it's all about backfilling that valuation. Yeah, I I mean I I I I take that point. Um I mean it's a tough one because I mean for us, um, you know, there's a number of corporate steps that I think having a a higher stock price do help you out. Sure. But but in general, you know, it does take the spotlight off you a little bit and it allows you to really go in and focus on, mm. um, you know, on, on the business. And as we discussed back in September, I would submit that American Lithium is a lot stronger company today than it was 12 months ago. And yet our valuation is a third of what it is. So. Yeah. I think it's a great time for people looking to buy. I'm still not sure. I think there's a lot of cash there and a lot of people watching and sitting yeah. on the sidelines. And I do think that's going to come in at some point. I just, I just don't know when. But it has, it has um, in a sense, allowed us to really try and focus on how we can drive these projects forward, you right. know, given all the circumstances that we operate in. Okay, so given you're kind of cleaning up the portfolio, as it were. Yeah. Going to create some value with one of those. You talked about potentially maybe being able to kind of shortcut the process, mm -hmm. speed things up. Has the order of play in your mind changed as, as you learn more about the other projects? Um, you know, I, I think what dictates the other projects is how quickly we can get approvals in mm. in Peru, how quickly you can get things permitted in, in Peru. Let's talk Peru for a second. Because it had a bad, had a bad stick at the beginning of the year. You know, Peru, it's just been, for us, it's been difficult. We, yeah. We've got a government that is, you know, on the face of it, very supportive of what we're doing. And yet, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we still don't have our drill permits that we thought we'd have a year ago. Mm. Um, I think we've been... I think the team down there has reacted extremely well in terms of they've moved forward what we can. 
uh, we launched our, our EIA down there, which mm -hmm. puts yep. the project into feasibility, but it, it also allowed us to do some drilling. So we're back at Falchani drilling. So even though the main mm. permit hasn't been granted yet to do okay. a bunch more exploration type drilling, we're doing some good infill and extension drilling um, in and around Falchani. Okay. And, and so, you know, we can move that ahead. Now, that, that is to support the EIA, but it also gives us greater understanding yeah. of the deposit. We're also doing great work with ANSTO. I mean, as you know, um, we believe ANSTO is the best lab in the world. They've been, you know, they've been doing lithium for 20 years. Mm. Um, we've used labs in the U.S. and, and, and not knocking them. They're, they're decent, but no one has the full range of knowledge on hard rock, on brines, on clay stones, as yeah. Ansto does. So, you know, and, and they were delayed. They had big issues with, with COVID. And so it took them, I'd say, until the middle of this year to get ramped mm -hmm. back up. But it, we believe it was definitely the right thing to stay with them. And since then, not, not only have they been doing great work on the Met side at TLC, which has really helped us understand that mineralization, um, but they've also, you know, we've, we've, we've shown that we can add an SOP circuit at Falchani and we're in the process of doing that with cesium. So we're moving forward strongly on the Met side. We are drilling. Mm -hmm. We will be building the resource, reclassifying the resource. So we're making good progress. Um, okay. So the government hasn't prevented that. It hasn't just hasn't helped it. Right. And, you know, and, and I was very hopeful with a lot of the rhetoric that, was coming out of the government that we were actually going to get some proactive help. But, you know, I think the main thing for us in Peru, we're making progress. We continue to have incredibly strong support from our communities who are great. You know, they're, they're really, mm -hmm. we've got six communities around the plateau. They're very engaged, very helpful. You know, they put their own pressure on the government to yeah. help us move this project forward. And there's no reason they shouldn't. It's just, uh, you, you know, I think you have a I think you have a government situation there, and it's not for us to talk about politics, but I think the government today, because they're dealing with a center-right parliament and yeah. they're kind of clinging to power, it's it's difficult for them to do much more than actually survive day-to-day. -day. Right, okay. And, but uh, looking forward for me, obviously, the, the, the immediate quick win is obviously the spin-out, great. Um, you've mentioned a few things that you're targeting doing, so it sounds like a, there's, a, there's a bunch of things on the list which you expect to knock out in 2023. Yep. So catalyst, 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 which used to mean something. So for 2022, didn't get the memo because <laughs> people have been delivering things and not getting the kind of credit or yep. the value uh, yep. that they expected. 2023, what, you, you just come back from LA, message from industry is what? I mean, the message from industry is, you know, we've got to get these projects permitted and built as quickly as we can and you know i think i i think there's a i think we can there's a big big job to be done mm -hmm. um but i i think we can do it i mean it i as i've said before i think it's going to take not only the, the u.s domestic it's going to take all the what i would term allied companies like you know peru has mm -hmm. historically been europe korea mm -hmm. japan you know, and I'm not talking just about the assets. I'm talking about the actual knowledge base of, yeah. you, you know, of building lithium-ion infrastructure and lithium-ion battery soup to nuts. I yeah. mean, I mean, the tech. The, the, I mean, and I and I was quoted because I was on CNBC earlier in the in the week, and yeah. I was quoted for 
for saying that the Chinese have done an excellent job, but they have. I mean, those guys, you, they were way yeah. ahead of everyone else. They yeah. understand the business. They understand everything soup to nuts. We don't have that knowledge base in the US. We don't necessarily have it all in Europe. And But if we pull all of our forces together, yeah. we do. And we've got a lot of assets. Domestic supply in the US is never, I don't think, going to fill the need. That, so it's got to be everyone pulling together. And, and, and I, I think Peru, we believe that the assets down there can be a huge piece of that supply chain as well. Because so. part, part of the big problem, as he's you, articulated, is the fact that it's, it's not just like, oh, I've got an asset and I'll be pumping out lithium. It's everything all the way down through to the battery manufacturer. Absolutely. And there are a lot of pieces in there which need to kind of come together in one supply chain. Yeah. And it's just not. Well, it's why we use Ansto. Yeah. I mean, people say they're in Australia. Yeah. But they've got 20 years experience of, first of all, hard rock. Mm. Then the brine's developed. Now mm. the claystone's developed. So if you want someone to put a flow sheet together and tell you how you should process someone, mm. I don't think there's anyone better in the world. And as I say, it did cause us some delays. But, mm. you know, you talk about milestones. We're, we're very close on our PA at TLC. It's right. taken longer, I think, than yeah. a lot of people would necessarily have liked. But we've had those delays. And what it has done, and again, being out of the spotlight on the share price, mm. is it's allowed us to really focus on the mineralization. It's, mm. it's complicated. I mean, lithium's complicated. Claystones are a you know, they, they've got a lot of good attributes, but they're a complicated form yeah. of mineralization. And I believe, you know, the, the PA will, will, will show a very robust approach to extracting and, and, and making good money at, um, at doing so. Well, look, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these deliverables next year for you. Yeah. 2023 sounds like there's a lot happening. Yeah. And I, I think possibly will be give you a better justification for the sorts of values that you, you were at yeah. earlier in the year. Sure. And it'll be, there'll be something, some backbone behind it, some real meaning behind that. Yep. As I suspect, it's going to be an exciting lithium market and uranium market for 2023. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. So Thanks, right. Matt. Thanks. Always good.